Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Movement Podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mindful Movement Podcast with me, Erica Webb. So this is going to be another solo episode before I have my first guest on with us for episode four. And I thought that in this episode, I would talk a little bit about what it means to move with kindness, because this is kind of the backbone of the idea behind this podcast. And I think that it pays to maybe explore a little bit what I mean by that idea of moving with kindness, because I think it's interesting that when I say those words, in my mind, I get a a picture and I know that that might not match the picture that other people get. And I can kind of like guess at some of the other pictures, probably not all of them. But one of the things that comes to mind for me that isn't my idea of moving with kindness, but I think might be some other people's, is that to move with kindness means that we are always moving softly or that we're always doing less and that we're never pushing and we're never working very hard. And I don't think that's true. So for me, moving with kindness is asks a lot more of us than just that kind of blanket approach to movement. Moving with kindness really asks us to get an idea of where we are and to respond with kindness to that. So I know that for myself, sometimes moving with kindness literally means lying down and not doing anything. And at other times, moving with kindness might be like really pushing myself quite hard to, you know, move a lot of weight around or go for a, I don't really run, but go for a, you know, more vigorous kind of approach. And the difference I think between those outcomes or those, those ideas is that sometimes we can use those approaches as punishment And sometimes we can use those approaches as excuses. And what I believe is that when we're using, you know, a soft approach or maybe a little harder approach, but we're using it as an excuse or we're using it as a punishment, then it cannot be kind. Because when we are kind of doing something out of a desire to kind of like atone for our sins almost, there is no kindness in that. And yet sometimes what we need is to take our foot off the pedal and to rest and to do slow, mindful stuff. And when we need that and we give it to ourselves, that is moving with kindness. Likewise, when what we actually need is to like get up and push ourselves a little bit to either move outside of our comfort zone or to build strength or to build stamina or to release some pent-up energy, then when we respond to that, and that is the truth, it's kind. And so this idea of moving with kindness doesn't mean, you know, one modality isn't inherently kind. And I think as a yoga teacher, I see this a lot where, you know, we assume that yoga 
in and of itself is kind. And I don't think that's true. I know that I have certainly punished myself on the yoga mat before. And I know that, you know, other people will resonate with that because yoga can absolutely be a punishment, you know, place for people to reside if that's the approach that they're taking. And we don't always set out, like, I don't think anyone actually sets out and says, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to my yoga mat today and I am going to make it a punishment. People don't do that. But subconsciously, you know, we're trying to strive to fix ourselves. And I certainly don't think that there's anything wrong with self-improvement. And, you know, I, I've devoted a lot of time in my life to that and continue to do so, but not from a place of trying to fix what is broken. And I have done that before, but that is not the way I approach it anymore. And I think this is the thing, like you can get onto your mat or you can go for a run or you can lift weights to try to be a better person as a punishment, believing that you were not good enough already. Or you can do those things as an act of kindness, knowing that the outcome of doing them is leading you closer to the person that you want to be or the way that you want to feel or, you know, being able to show up in the world in the ways that you want to. And so there is no inherently kind modality. It's the kind of like intention that we bring with us. And I think that's a really important thing to consider because, you know, it's not always obvious. You could watch someone doing a yoga class and have no idea what their intention is for being there. And it's an interesting question to ask ourselves. And I know sometimes I can be caught off guard and I think it is not always clear even in the moment to ourselves, what our intention is. But when we give ourselves permission to at least take a second to step back and question, what is it that I actually need? What is it that would give me, you know, the, the, the stuff that I need to make my next step? That's when we start to really dive into this place of feeling like we understand what the next kindest move would be. And sometimes for some of us, the kindest thing feels really freaking hard. You know, I, you don't always want to get up off the couch and go to do your exercise. You don't always want to um, switch off all the stuff and rest. And so kind doesn't always mean easy. And in fact, I would argue that most of the time it doesn't feel easy at all. Because for some reason, you know, I don't know about you, but I know for me, it's almost like I'm hardwired in the opposite direction than kindness towards myself. It's easy to be kind to other people, but sometimes being kind to yourself, it feels a little bit uncomfortable. And so, you know, sometimes the kindest choice is the harder one. And that doesn't mean that we should shy away from it. And it doesn't mean that we should look for the harder option either. What it really means is that we you know, we need to give ourselves this opportunity to get curious about what is true. And I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but this idea of, you know, walking around as though we already know the answers to this stuff. We all believe that we know exactly who we are and what we need. And that is true. Maybe. Because the thing is, is your sort of like lens of truth reality or is your lens of truth all the stories that you've built up over decades about how you feel and who you are and what works for you and what doesn't? And some of those stories will be true still and some of them have expired 
And so trying to be present enough that we can actually get clarity around what is true and what is a story that I've held on for to for a really long time. And we'll all have a little bit of both. So I'm going to leave it at that because I think that that is a little bit of, you know, food for thought. I'd love to know if, you know, that makes you think of anything. Does that make you think of how you respond to your own being, your own body, your own needs? Come find me over on Instagram at Erica Web Yoga and let me know. I'd love to hear. And on the next episode, I have a guest and I have a whole bunch of guests lined up and I know you're going to love them. And so stay tuned for that. That one will be out in just a few days. In the meantime, keep being kind to yourself. Keep looking for those truths and I'll talk to you soon.